Are you ready? Hey, you think you can tell us what to do? You think you can tell us what to wear? You think that you're better? Well, you better get ready. Bow to the masters. Break it down! Week 15, we are on to what looks to be the shittiest slate on the entire week we've seen all year with just the chaos that has happened this week with games being moved. We've had three games get moved, two that were on the main slate. So now we have a nine-game slate with the highest over-under of 47.5, which happens to be the Cardinals and Lions, which really expires a lot of confidence. And everything else is below that. The only thing closer to that is the Falcons and 49ers at 46. Everything else is just ugly and gross. We have no great payups at running back. But, hey, I guess it's just good as any of time just to get a little contrarian. So, Maddie, how are we doing this week? Uh, I'm doing good personally. Uh, not too excited for this slate um, from, you know, just from a pure standpoint of, of – the guys that we have to play, but it makes for an interesting slate because you get, uh, you know, some guys that are not normally chalky on a typical slate to be very chalky this week. And, you know, that leaves us opportunities to pivot and do different things uh, in tournaments. So it's an interesting dynamic. Um, definitely. It, it's also very interesting that this is the worst slate of the year. And this happens to be the slate uh, that is the, the world championship for DraftKings as well down in Miami. So uh I, I feel bad for those guys having to to, to sift through this this slate uh, as we uh, as we are about to do ourselves here. Yeah, Walido with a ten dollar holler. Appreciate it as always. DJ Nation Pod is back. JT scored a sixty four yard touchdown. It's a beautiful day. Yeah, that's the only thing that's that's uh, been beautiful in this game. The rest of it's been terrible. Carson Wentz looks much like Carson Wentz with his what fifty eight yards passing, whatever embarrassing that he has. So th- thankful for the defense. And Jonathan Taylor, because it had nothing to do with uh, old Carson Wentz. And uh, for the record, Michael Pittman never should have been uh, ejected. That was egregious. Anyways. <laughs> Speaking of Walido, real quick, this uh, I was just thinking about, you know, all the times that Walido's brought up Brandon Cooks in our shows. Like, I feel like he's recommended him every single week. And we've always been like, no, don't play Brandon Cooks. And this may finally be the Brandon Cooks week. And I, I say that just because Brandon Cooks is in Walido's profile picture here. So, uh yeah, might be Brandon Brandon Cooks week, Walido. We'll talk about it. Yeah, so I digress. So let's just go ahead and jump into quarterbacks. So starting things off, we have Josh Allen at eighty one hundred, Kyler Murray at seventy nine hundred, Aaron Rodgers at seventy five hundred, Lamar Jackson possibly at seventy two hundred. They already said he's supposed to not play. Have they, it hasn't, has come from, hasn't come from Shefty, but the all the beat writers for like the Packers and, and Ravens have said, you know, they're expecting Lamar to be out. Okay. So, we'll, uh, we'll you know, it's not looking good for Lamar. And then Dak Prescott, 6,500. Joe Burrow, 61. 
And that's it. That's that, that's the list. <laughs> because you know, we have no Russell Wilson, we have no Jalen Hurts or Matt Stafford who are all in that range. So that's the, you know, that's the top end guys. So Maddie, where are we starting? Uh so there's th- three guys really for me and it, it's it's been narrowed down to two after looking at ownerships and uh Dak was one of the three. I mean, it's pretty obvious, you know, anytime you get $6,500 Dak Prescott, uh, especially playing against a bad team like the Giants. But in the Giants' defense, you know, they've been a little bit better against the pass than they have against the run. Um, They rank 10th in DVOA against the pass, and they're 27th against the run. So, you know, I'm with Dak currently projecting as the highest on quarterback on the slate at around 20%. I'm going to look to go elsewhere. I uh, won't fault you for playing him, but I, I just am not going to play a 20% on QB. Uh, so that leaves me with two guys, and they both happen to come from the same game, and that's uh, Aaron Rodgers at the top end and, and Tyler Huntley on the low end. Uh, we've seen Green Bay struggle with these mobile quarterbacks, and Justin Fields just lit up this Green Bay defense just last week. So uh, if if the Fields and the Bears can, can create a shootout uh, against Green Bay in Lambeau, uh, then – you know, I think that was the game was in Lambeau, wasn't it? Or was it in Chicago? I don't, not that it really matters, but uh, Green Bay is on the road here at Baltimore. So that definitely does matter. You know, you're getting Baltimore at home and they don't have to travel into Lambeau. So definitely a, a, a slight knock there for the Green Bay defense. And, you know, we've seen this Huntley kid. Uh, he, he still is able to put up points in that in that Ravens offense. Um, and he's taken a liking to, to Mark Andrews. Uh, and, and we've seen some some production out of Rashad Bateman with him as well. So, uh, you know, it's pretty easy to stack up with Huntley, and he's cheap. And on the flip side, uh, the Baltimore defense, they're, they're reeling with injuries right now. But not only that, just all year, they have been a pass-funnel defense, which is, you know, not something we normally say about Baltimore. Uh, they're fourth, fourth DVO, in DVOA against the run, but they're 26th against the pass. So I probably would not – have a roster without a Packers pass catcher this weekend. Uh, you've got Lazard sitting at 4K and MVS at 4,900. And then you've got Adams who has the highest floor ceiling combo on the slate. So it's pretty easy to stack up with Rodgers uh, there in that game. And that's a game that, you know, it's got it's got a pretty low total. It's like 43 and a half. So, you know, I'm not expecting, you know, anything too crazy. Like I'm not, I don't think it's going to be, you know, 40 to 35 or anything, but I do think that's one of the games that could go over this weekend. And with all, you know, salary, uh, salary considered plays. uh, I like Huntley a lot, uh, especially at quarterback. So I 100% agree that I think Aaron Rodgers is going to go way overlooked this week and he shouldn't. He's 7,500. Baltimore has been terrible against the pass. They are 26th in pass DVOA. And they are also number one in plays of 20-plus yards this year. They are also number one in plays of 40-plus yards this year. So they, they have given up a lot of explosive plays. And, you know, they are now also without Marlon Humphrey, which is going to be a problem, you know, which is an even bigger problem uh, for this for this uh, defense for Baltimore and, and trying to stop the pass. And so I love Aaron Rodgers, stacking up Aaron Rodgers here. Um, I don't think you really need to run it back if you wanted to. You could with Mark Andrews, but I don't think it's uh, 100% necessary uh, in this game. Uh, we have seen Huntley, though. We have seen him be – uh, serviceable as a quarterback so far in his, in his two stars or in his two games that he has played. Um, so there's that, but I do think Aaron Rodgers, especially 
uh, coming off of you know that Dak Prescott sixty five that six Dak Prescott sixty five hundred doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to me against the Giants, but um, just because I feel like this is a game that they're really going to want to run the ball and. You know, I don't think they're going to open it up too much. I don't expect the Giants with Mike Glennon to be able to really keep pace here. And so I just don't see any reason to believe that uh, that Dak Prescott's going to have to do a whole lot here. And so him being chalk makes absolutely no sense. And if that's going to be the, uh, th- the case, then uh, I guess thank you for those 20% of people that are going to be paying the rate this week. So I uh, do, do appreciate that. Um, but past that, I think there's some other internet. Like Tua, you know, I know he is up there too in terms of ownership, but – he makes too much damn sense at $5,700. You know, again, yeah, and, and the same thing we talked about, uh, the Jets are top 10 and plays of 40-plus yards or second plays of 20-plus yards on the season. Um, and he just makes so much sense. And it's such a cheap stack, too. Whether you want to go with, uh, you know, I think Devontae Parker, who's also chalk. But I, but, but That's it, the it, issue with the Dolphins this week is everybody's the, playing them. I think the leverage you can get, though, is because we're not seeing Tua – at least, I mean, where, where is Tua coming in in terms of ownership? I mean, it's not nearly as high as what he's, as what Devontae Parker is. He's third highest, so uh, Dax at twenty, and then Kyler and Tua are both at thirteen. So yeah, he's which, like I mean, he's popular, and everybody's just going to play Tua with Gasicki because Gasicki checks in uh, as the second highest on tight end, and Parker's the highest on wide receiver. So there are going to be a lot of Tua Gasicki Parker stacks. Uh, this week because it, I mean it's cheap and it's the Jets so uh, that's why I didn't have interest in them but yeah I I mean it's the Jets for sure I will say too the the one the one thing with Tua is uh, they played the Jets once already this year and Tua only threw the ball thirty three times which where and traditionally we've seen you know. Like just last week, they won twenty to nine, and he threw forty-one times against the Giants. So it was like they made a conscious effort to run the ball when they played the Jets last time. Because Miles Gaskin, he had a ton of rush attempts. Uh, it was twenty-three, and that's a season high. So there is slight concern to playing a chalky pass attack there. Yeah, I mean that game could go sideways really quickly, mm-hmm. and then not really have to do a whole lot past that. Yep. Yeah, I mean for sure. Um. In terms of the other quarterbacks, like I think Jimmy Garoppolo is at least interesting. The the San Francisco defense is missing a lot of pieces along there. They're missing two of their starting linebackers. Uh, they're going to be out with, without a lot of pieces here in this on this defense. And so if Atlanta can keep pace, like I think Jimmy Garoppolo makes some sense at fifty eight hundred dollars, stacking him with um, you know with whether you want to stack him with Kittle, whether you want to stack him with Brandon Ayuk or Debo Samuel. Like all those are viable, really viable options, and he's only fifty eight hundred, and I, I really just don't mind him. I mean, we, he hasn't really necessarily um, shown a large ceiling this year, but I, I don't know on this slate. So like, I think the biggest question here with this slate is, like, I would be sh- like, I don't think this is a week. Like, this very well could be a week where one ninety, one ninety eight, you know, takes down a tournament this week, where it's not some massive which, number. Which is the exact, which is the exact reason I like Huntley at fifty four hundred because I mean he's gonna run. He's not, I mean, he's not Lamar Jackson. I'm not saying that, but I mean, he's going to play the Lamar Jackson role. He's still going to run a lot, uh, utilize his legs. He's athletic. And we've seen him make throws and, and put up points with that Baltimore offense. And uh, nobody's, nobody is, is going to play Huntley, I don't think. Uh, and, and you know, with Rodgers and, and the Packers outside of Adams being low on on the other side, it's just like people are gravitating away from that game for some reason. And it's like, 
there's there's talented those are two talented offenses that can put up points uh and i know it's a low total it's only 43 and a half but i just i I just keep gravitating to huntley myself and it's because like you said it's going to be a low scoring week anyways so you know rogers could throw three or four touchdowns and still only score 26 27 points and if huntley goes out and gets you 20 which he had 17 in pretty much only three quarters last week uh so yeah, I, I'm probably just going to end up Huntley. I'm playing one team this week, and I think Huntley's going to be my my quarterback. Uh, <laughs> hey, I mean, I I get it. You know, it makes some sense. Uh, it, it would just worry me with the pat how good the Packers' defense has been, and I believe they were getting back Jair Alexander as well. Um, I don't know if we have a definitive answer on Marquise Brown either, if he's in, um, which would also be a problem, but. I get it at his price, but let me, so we know. So for example, so here's one thing. So James Robinson is going to be chalk, right? Absolute chalk. He's got to be, you know, anywhere from 20 to 30% owned, depending on the contest you're playing in against Houston. All, but one thing we don't even know if he's going to play yet. He's questionable. They're expecting him to play, but he's not 100% in, you know, and I have some interest in Trevor Lawrence at $5,100. And he's 5,100. And I know this is a complete, complete narrative, right? But like we see so often once, once these head coach, once these, these coaches get fired that, that that very next game teams come out and they play like inspired football and not just that, but Urban Meyer was a, is it was a donkey, this complete donkey, terrible, terrible head coach had no business even being a head coach in the NFL. And I think with Darren Bevel, I think with Bevel we know is that he loves to throw the ball. He loves to throw the ball deep. And so I think this could be a game that Trevor Lawrence bounces back. It's in at home against Houston. Houston has been decent against the pass this year. Don't get me wrong. But I still think that Trevor Lawrence at 5,100, you know, we haven't really seen a ceiling from him in a while, you know, but he does have some rushing upside somewhere, you know, 30, you know, 30 to 40 yards or something like that. But the last time these two teams played, he he had his best game of the year. He dropped 25 DK points in that game, 330 yards and three touchdowns in that game. And so I think Trevor Lawrence at 5,100 is, is such a cheap stack. Nobody's going to play him. Everybody wants to play James Robinson. And I think just getting leverage off that, going to Trevor Lawrence, I think makes a lot of sense at his price tag. And the pieces that we can stack it with, stack it with Marvin Jones, stack it with LaVisca Chanel. I think a lot of stuff that we expect, from this team is going to change now that now that Urban Meyer is gone, and the way that these guys are utilized, the way they're they're, they're implementing these play these players, I think you're going to see Laviska Chenault used in a completely different way. I think Marvin Jones becomes more involved, and so I just I I know it's a little bit it's a little bit thin, but on this slate where nothing stands out to me, I mean outside of maybe Josh Allen, I guess Kyler Murray and Aaron Rodgers, those top three guys, that feel like that maybe they could bury me. But none of them are in just like this absolute smash spot, right? Carolina's defense has been really good. Josh Allen has struggled. He's dealing with his own ankle injury. Kyler Murray's playing Detroit. Do they really need to, uh, you know, really throw the ball that much? How, you know, how much goes there? And then with Aaron Rodgers, it's kind of the same situation. Do they get up quickly and then just pound the rock with AJ Dillon, leading to not really needing to hit that ceiling, right? And so for me, like I don't think anybody stands out to me. So I think just getting different and finding some pieces that just nobody's on. And I think Trevor Lawrence is could be that guy at fifty one hundred. 
Is it like, am I crazy to have considered Davis Mills on the other side for all the same reasons you're talking about? Like, nobody's going to play really the either passing attack there. And if we, you know, if we think Jacksonville can score points and, uh, you know, if everybody's playing James Robinson, a way you can be different, um, which I'm probably going to play Brandon Cooks anyways. But, uh, you know, if you don't want to play Tyler Huntley for whatever reason, uh, and you're still looking for a cheap QB and you're not sold on on the Lawrence narrative that you just kind of talked about. I mean, we've seen Mills put up 25 to 27 points like three or four times already this year. And Jacksonville is one of the worst pass defenses in the NFL. So uh, they're, they're 31st in pass DVOA and they're 13th against the rush. So they're a pass funnel. Uh, and, and we saw, you know, Tyrod match them in week one where Brandon Cooks shredded them as well. So uh, I think it's interesting. I think it's interesting to to consider Davis Mills. Am I crazy? I don't think it's crazy, but okay. um, I, I just, I prefer the Jacksonville side mainly because of what, everything that I just, everything that I laid out yeah. with them. And, so, but I don't. I don't think it's crazy. I think this game it would not shock me if we if we look back and this game was a high scoring game on the slate. Like it really. Yeah, would, I mean, I could really see like a twenty seven twenty four type of game. Yeah, it's fifty one points. Yeah, and ends up ends up being one of the higher higher scoring. Um, yeah. Derek with a super chat nine ninety nine. Uh, definitely going to answer this. But in the playoffs, I have Fournette in the flex. Derek, keep Fournette. Bruce Arians already said that he's good to go. He's playing. Uh, so I'm not worried about that. Yeah, I know it's a tougher it. matchup against New Orleans with one of the you know better run defenses, but I'm not sitting Leonard, uh, playoff Lenny, uh, you know, at, at this spot. And he is heavily utilized as a pass catcher. Yeah, he's he could he could make up for what he misses in the running game on the uh, through the air. And so I like Devontae Parker, you know, in season long, but I'm not I'm not benching Leonard Fournette uh, at, in this spot. I agree. So, I'm not worried about his ankle. Like I said, Arian's already said that he's good to go. So, anyways, so as far as that goes, you know, the rest of the quarterbacks, like I, I kind of was looking at Ben Roethlisberger just because you know they throw the ball at such an incredibly high pace, and I don't hate Ben actually myself at 5600. And Tennessee's pass defense has been awful this year. Um, you know, the Pittsburgh's offense hasn't been great either, so we could see some points scored here. You know, on Tennessee's side, Julio's back now on that side. So, you know, they have a little bit more weapons to work with in a game. So, you know, Big Ben at home, you always have those home road splits there um, as well. But, I mean, Big Ben at 5,600, nobody's playing him either. And, I mean, he throws – he just continues to throw at a incredibly high pace. I mean, really, over the last – you know, he hasn't thrown under 30 pass attempts since week five against Denver. Other than One that, the, it's 40, 31, 41, 44, 30, and then 34, 40, and then week five, 25. One of his receivers is my favorite wide receiver tournament play on the slate. And we'll talk about it when we get there. Yeah. So I, I so I, I think he's in play too. Like to me, this is just a week just to get different. Like it, I think it is. And it's not, I'm not following the chalk because I just think this, this slate is so. I mean, it's like, look. Vegas knows way more than we do, right? They've got they've got all the super like every single model, and they know every single stat. Every stat that we bring up, Vegas knows it times ten. And there's not a single game outside of the Lions Cardinals game that has over a forty six total. So if chalk is going to form on a bunch of totals that are forty one to forty three, it's like just play something different and get you know it's just 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 be different. Like it doesn't matter. Because if Vegas is telling you that every game should be somewhat low scoring, 
why are you going to play guys that are going to projected to be in low scoring games that everybody else is playing? Just play something different. So the Dolphins passing attack, don't play them. Uh, or it's a you know, forty-one point total. Yeah, it's forty-one point total, and two is the third highest, second highest quarterback. Devontae Parker's the highest wide receiver, and Gasicki's the second highest tight end. Like I'm out. I'm just. I don't care if it's the Jets. I'm not playing those guys at that ownership uh, in a 41 total game. Now, if that game was sitting at like a 55 total, you know, and, and Vegas was projecting them to be the highest scoring offense on the slate, we're having a little bit different of a conversation. But I mean, they're not even in the top five. Uh, so it's, yeah, I just, I, I can't reiterate what you said enough about just be different this week. I have two, uh, I have two uh, Derek, once again, with the 499. You are the man, Derek. Um, I have two flex, other flex. Who should I start? Ayuk, Parker, Gage, or AJ Green? I'd play Parker in yes. season long. Yeah, I, I would go Parker here, uh, Derek. And then follow that up. I, the next closest for me would be Ayuk. So that's what I'd look to play. Yeah. I, although I don't mind AJ Green either against Detroit with no Hopkins. Right, right. So, um, definitely okay. Parker. Yeah. Okay. So, do you have any other quarterbacks you want to hit on? Uh, no, I'm, I'm pretty much, it's pretty much Huntley and Rodgers for me, uh, with the very brief consideration of Davis Mills that I had. Okay. Let's jump over to, let's jump over to running back where this is the grossest, uh, position of the slate, really, for being honest. Uh, you have Najee at 7,800. Zeke at seven three hundred, which apparently is just chalk this week. It don't yep. miss me on that. Highest on running back. It makes no sense. The guy has looked absolutely horrific. He, he he's running on one knee all year, it, like or for and I should say all year because earlier in the year he looked decent, but but for most of the year he has looked terrible. Like and and, and he's Pollard like, might play at seventy three hundred. Yeah, and no Pollard thing. might play. I get it. The, 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 the Giants' run defense is not very good at all. I totally understand. But Zeke has just looked awful. And now Tony Pollard can possibly be back as well. Like, no, I'm out. Uh, Joe Mixon at 7,200. Cordell Patterson, 6,900. Aaron Jones at 6,600. Saquon at 6,500. James Conner at 6,400. Sounds like he should be good to go. Javante Williams uh, is expected to play at 6,100. Melvin Gordon's at 5,900, 5,800. It's just a landmine of players that you have to scroll through to get to these guys. (laughs) Tony Pollard at 5,800. AJ Dillon at 5,700, Chuba at 5,700, uh, Miles Gaskin at 5,600, Devonta Freeman, James Robinson at 55, 5,400. And then you have De- uh, Devonta Foreman or Donta Foreman at 5,200, Chase Evans 5,100, Mike Davis 5,100, and then Jeff Wilson at 5K. With a huge chunk of players out, obviously. No DeAndre Swift, no Elijah Mitchell, no Antonio Gibson, no Daryl Henderson. No Sonny Michelle or no Miles Sanders, obviously, because they all got moved, or no Rashad Penny. So, Maddie, what in the world are you going to do at running back this week? So, when we talk about low-scoring slates like this, uh, touchdowns become much, much, much more valuable. And if you can find a guy who's going to score twice uh, on a slate where there's not many touchdowns to go around, you can vault yourself ahead of the field. And for me, Jeff Wilson is a guy that can – absolutely score two touchdowns on this slate against a very bad Atlanta defense. Uh, they're, they're home favorites, but they're favorite favored by nine points. And one of my favorite stacks this week, 
because the Buffalo defense is going to come in as the highest on defense because they're at home. They're thirty one hundred dollars. They're playing against Cam Newton and the Panthers. They can't score points. Uh, they are the they are the mega chalk. Uh, the defensive pivot is the San Francisco 49ers at the exact same price at home against Atlanta. And if you pair Jeff Wilson with them and San Francisco just controls that whole game, you legit could get 25 Jeff Wilson carries for over 100 yards and two scores. Uh, and nobody's going to play either the San Francisco defense or Jeff Wilson. So um, I know it's not been pretty, you know, looking at his box scores. <laughs> He's had two starts so far and has scored like six points each time. So uh, it's it's not pretty, but I mean, the volume's going to be there in this game. You know, they're favored by 10 points uh, pretty much. Um, and like I said, on this slate, I'm looking for guys who can score multiple touchdowns. And Jeff Wilson is absolutely one of those guys who can score multiple touchdowns. Uh, and he's 5K. So uh, he's going to be lower owned than Miles Gaskin and, and James Robinson and all those guys slightly above him. And, and you know, he's one of my favorite plays uh, on this absolutely horrendous slate. Um but other than that, uh, James Robinson, absolutely, you know, I'm going to play him and just be different elsewhere. I just think, you know, he's one of the more likely guys to see 20-plus touches, and it's against Houston. So I'm not really going to overthink that one. Uh, and, and you know, like you said, with with Bevel taking over, you know, we could see a little bit more of a productive uh, offense here because, you know, those guys just – they hated – it sounded like they hated Urban Meyer and would – it wouldn't shock me if, you know, if they were legit throwing games uh, and just playing horribly to get him fired uh, because that's, it sounds like it was that bad in the locker room. So, um, you know, I wouldn't be shocked to, to see Jacksonville put some points up. And, and if they do, it's it'll be uh, in part thanks to James Robinson. So 5,400 is just too cheap for him. If I'm paying up this week, it's uh, going to be for Najee Harris. I'm not sure I'm going to get there, but uh, his his role and volume is just too good. Uh, to ignore, especially on a slate like this. But I may end up just going, you know, Wilson and Robinson uh, and playing two 5K running backs. Yeah, so so with Najee, right? Like Najee, you know, he's been steady, right? Yeah. Um, he, the last thing against Minnesota was his best game we've seen from him in a while where he scored 25.4 DK points. Yeah. Before that, it was 15.7, 6.7, 16.9, 20.3. You know, you have to go all the way back to kind of the earlier part of portion of the season, that week two, two through six, or or week two through eight, where he really was heavily involved. His best game he's had all year, where he had the fourteen ridiculous receptions on nineteen targets, game against Cincinnati, where he scored thirty one point two. But he doesn't have like an incredibly high ceiling. But on this slate, you may not need it because I don't know any because there's not a lot here that 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 does it. So if, even if he doesn't go off. You know, if he can get you 22 to 25, that could be enough to be in the optimal lineup, right? Yeah. I think Adams is the only guy that's got legit 25 point, 25 to 40 point range of projected outcomes, you know, on this slate because we don't have Cup or Jonathan Taylor or anybody like that. Everybody else is like, you know, guys that you feel good can get you 15 to 17 with the upside of, of like Harris, you know, on a really good game, he's going to get you, you know, probably upper 20s. Um, so if you can make it work, uh, definitely think Najee is interesting because of that floor uh, ceiling combo. But I mean, for me, uh, I'm going to try to probably prioritize Adams, getting Adams in just because his his floor ceiling combo is just so much higher than everybody else's uh, on this slate. So that's probably where most of my salary spend up is going to come from. I'm not sure I'm going to be able to fit both Najee and Adams. So I do like Najee, but he may end up being odd man out. 
in terms of top dogs. Yeah, and you know we already talked about like Zeke. You know, I I, I just can't get there at seventy three hundred. But um, Aaron Jones, uh, I saw Walid on the chest. And I'm gonna have a lot of Aaron Jones. I I feel like it could go uh, one of two ways because Baltimore has been excellent against the run this year. Excellent. They are number one adjusted line yards. They are number one in stuff rank. You know, and 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 so they have just been excellent against the run. They are top three, I believe, in run DVOA on the on, on the season as well. Uh, they're fourth actually. Okay, they're they're fourth in run DVOA. Yeah, they've been so good against the run this year. You, they're just a complete pass funnel. You know, you want to throw the ball against them. And I don't know with 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 Aaron Jones, he's been seeing limited touches. Or he hasn't been as involved as what we saw earlier in the year coming off the injury. AJ Dillon has been more involved, and he, but he also has. We we know he is also the most one of the most efficient running backs in the league. He's also has such an incredibly high ceiling. You know, if they if they commit to him, but I don't know if they if they really do that in this game. You know, like I, yeah. it, it worries especially me if they're playing he, from a from a head. Yes, where he, he may only see you know eight to ten touches here. I mean, it's yeah. just not a game that they they really need to get him the ball a ton. And so with Aaron Jones, like he's 6,600. So it's obviously a great price. It's cheaper than what you normally would ever pay for him. You know, I mean, I, I guess the last couple of weeks, I guess he hasn't been that much, but uh, you know, 6k. So he's actually up from where he was at, but regardless of that, but still he's typically a guy that's more in the 7k range for most of the year. He's been a 7k guy, 6,600. So I get the play. It's just incredibly volatile. Cause I feel like it, it could go so many different directions. You know, and it's an incredibly tough matchup, uh, you know, for, for any running back here. But so I, I probably don't have any of them, but I'm playing Saquon Barkley at 6,500. Dallas can be had on the ground. They're 17th in rush DVOA on the year. They are much better against the pass. I think you see a lot of dump offs from Mike Lennon. Just, just captain check down, just checking it down to Saquon. Saquon's good to go. He was taken off the injury report, expected to get his full workload. And, you know, he did, he did, you know, have one of his better games last week where he scored 18 and a half. Um, and he did all, he actually did that on only three targets, but uh, he did score, he did score last week. And at 6,500, like, again, I mean, he is one of the, the people on this slate that while we haven't necessarily seen it, he had a game earlier in the year where he scored 29, I believe. Um, Against New Orleans, the worst rush matchup in the NFL. Yeah, of course, that's, that's just the way this, this year's gone. Yeah, 29.6, almost 30 um, in that game. So I like Saquon at 6,500. I'm going to have some exposure to him. I just think he's too cheap. James Conner is super interesting at 6,400, but with Chase mm-hmm. Edmonds back. I, but I don't think Chase – I think this is James Conner's backfield now. I cannot imagine that he comes back, that Chase Edmonds comes back, and he's going to get back to being the 60% snap share guy that the, he was. The one thing that does concern me on that regard is Cliff Kingsbury made a note because James Conner got hurt on the last play of the game. Yes. And Kingsbury made a note in the in the post game presser saying we've we've probably given Connor too many touches while while Edmonds has been out. So now that Edmonds is back, we're going to dial dial Connor's workload back a little bit. Uh, so that's the one thing that concerns me about you know I don't think I think it is going to go back to how it was, uh, especially if Edmonds is healthy because Edmonds is is good in the role that he plays. It's not like you know that Connor is a much better back, so the- but Connor's still going to get those touchdown. Uh, those goal line carries, um, and Edmonds going to get more of the pass game work. I think the way that it splits, I think it kind of goes back to reverting back to kind of what they did last year with with Kenyon Drake and and Edmonds, where I think Connor is probably the the. 
55, 60% opportunity, a touch share where Edmonds gets the 40%. Where earlier this year, it was, it was, it was a little bit flipped from that. It was Edmonds was actually kind of the lead back while James Conner was the guy that was kind of getting the secondary touches. And so, but it's still only 6,400 in a matchup against the Lions. Yeah. I like both of them personally. I, Edmonds at 5,100, I think is too cheap as, as well. I don't I see that, that scares me because like, I don't, I don't, Again, like I don't know how much they truly need to run the ball, and I don't think they're just gonna, you know, use Chase Edmonds coming off a high ankle sprain. You know how much how much work is he gonna get? You know, but I mean, Connor's a little bit banged up too, and without sure. DeAndre Hopkins, I mean, I feel like Edmonds becomes a more of a primary target for for Murray in the pass game, and. Edmonds, even in, you know, games that they've they've been controlling this year, I mean, he's still seeing four – between four and five targets most games. You know, they beat Cleveland 37-14. He had four targets. Uh, they beat the Rams 37-20. to He had five targets. They beat Jacksonville 31-19. to He had eight targets. Um, so it's almost like, you know, they just kind of involve him regardless. And uh, he scored double-digit points in all but two games this year. I don't know. It's just it's just because of the slate. You know, he's not a high ceiling guy. Like I think Connor still scores the touchdowns, uh, but I think Edmonds is still going to get you pretty. He's, I mean, I feel pretty good about him getting in the you know twelve to fifteen point range here against Detroit. Uh, I just don't know that he has that twenty point ceiling. Um, I don't know. It comes down to Edmonds versus Wilson, right? And I don't, I feel like Wilson can get me a hundred yards and two tutties. See, I think it comes down to a different player. Uh, I think it comes down to Michael Carter versus I don't Michael Carter. Carter's back, and he is the only running back that they they, they I mean they, they kind of have. I mean, and we saw how good he was prior to his injury. Um, Without really Zach Wilson, stride, and he has a ceiling. I mean, we saw thirty two point two from him. I mean, seventeen point four, eighteen point two against Buffalo. You know, and then that week eleven game is when he got hurt. Uh, but he is back now. They're expecting him to take back the full load. Uh, and he's a significant role in the offense, right? And while we necessarily haven't seen it with Jeff Wilson as much, or not Jeff Wilson, uh, Zach Wilson as much, um, while he was the starting quarterback, I still think he is going to see a lot of targets. They're missing Corey Davis. They don't have Elijah Moore. Who else are they going to throw the ball to? So I think you get a lot of uh, you know opportunities. To, they're going to be trailing in that game as well. So you know, I, I I just think that Michael Carter sees a lot of targets here. I don't think it's going to be as ridiculous as it was uh, as a few weeks back, whenever he was playing when he saw the fourteen targets. I don't think that's, but I think eight to eight to you know seven to eight nine targets somewhere in that range. I think is definitely in the range of possibility, and he's forty seven hundred dollars. And the the Miami Dolphins have been okay against the run this year. They are. Uh, 14th in rush DVOA, so they're you know pretty middle of the road there. They're 10th in adjusted line yards, but 21st in power, uh, 14th in stuff rank, so 29th in open field yards. So again, you know, not really necessarily a team that I'm like overly scared about, you know, use, using running back against. So I I I like Michael Carter a lot at 4600 or 4700, excuse me. And I, I think if I'm going to pay down at running back, that's that's going to be the guy. I don't hate it. I just. I mean, it's the Jets. Uh, I just think they're scoring, like we said, with their their Vegas total is like what forty one. Uh, so I think points are just going to be hard to come by there. And you know, they still do have Tevin Coleman and 
Ty Johnson who are going to going to get snaps and you know Zach Wilson has been reluctant to just check it down to the running back position so um there's definitely some concerns but I mean at 4700 you know the risk is is kind of mitigated yeah so I don't know uh, I'm gonna have some Michael Carter and so for me it's it's gonna be Saquon um I, I don't mind Cordero Patterson honestly at 6900 the way they utilize him uh Though it has been weird the last couple of weeks that he hasn't been seeing the the same sort of targets that he was seeing. He still saw five and five, ten targets the last two weeks. But, you know, earlier in the year, he was seeing a lot of seven, seven, six, nine. You know, then it's kind of fallen off a little bit. But he's 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 supplemented that with a lot more carries. And like I said, when you're talking about the 49ers and all the pieces they, they're, that they're going to be without on that defense, I think that he – makes a lot of sense as explosive as he is as the, the touchdown upside that he brings we've seen some ceiling from him too where he can get you you know 25 30 dk points and so at 6900 again i think he's going to go a little bit overlooked and so I, I do like him as well like he's kind of the guy that i would be looking at if i really wanted to pay up um because i'm not playing Zeke and if I can get up to Najee I don't mind playing him but I just I don't think he has like an incredibly high ceiling either and so I, I don't and I don't think there's a massive difference between the ceilings of, of Cordell Patterson and Najee Harris so anyways th- those are kind of the running backs I'm looking at Patterson Barkley I'll of course have some James Robinson I cannot surpass that I guess let's talk before we jump over to watch Let's talk about Miles Gaskin. What are your thoughts on him at fifty six hundred? Because earlier in the year we've we've seen him play this you know, this in this opportunity before, and he scored 23 carries, eighty nine yards. Um, was targeted four times in that game, only seven yards, but he was targeted four times. But now this is a different situation because they have most of their running backs back, right? Yeah, yeah. Malcolm Brown's coming back in this game. Yes. And that's a problem because, I mean, I think he could see more of the between the tackles work Mm -hmm. and you could see Miles Gaskin kind of move a little bit back towards maybe a, you know, he's still going to get opportunities. But if you look earlier in the year when Malcolm Brown was healthy, I mean, in terms of attempts, it was nine, five, 13, two, five, five, you know, like and he was his his production was coming through the, the passing game. And targets where he was seeing five, five, six, zero, ten, six. I mean, all the all all that was coming through the ground. And then when Malcolm Brown went down, that's when all of a sudden he started the it switched and he started getting all that work. I don't know if they're going to come right out and, and install, um, you know, Malcolm Brown again and, and let him be the lead back, you know, and and you know at least in terms of the carries. But I think it limits Miles Gaskin's ceiling a little bit too. Yeah, I I agree. It's I think you know he's probably more likely to get you the the twelve to fifteen points than he is to go for twenty to twenty five here. Um, so I think he's fine. I just I just am gonna stay away from all the Dolphins, man. Because I mean Gaskin himself is in the top five in, in ownership for running backs too. So it's like I don't know. I'm just gonna hope that the Dolphins really flounder on offense uh, tomorrow somehow against the the horrible Jets defense and. As scary as that is to say, I mean, again, we go back to it. Vegas knows more than I do. Uh, you know, that's one of the 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 things I trust the most in you know in my process of of looking, you know, kind of projecting games is uh, where does the Ve- where does Vegas have the the game totals for the week? And I mean, that one sits at forty one, and everybody wants to load up uh, that game. So it's it's just kind of I don't know. It's weird. It's a weird dynamic uh, this week. So I think he's fine. I think he's that. I just think that offense as a whole, 
I'm just not going to end up with with any dolphins this week. Which is a shame because this is such a smash spot. I mean, it is. Jets are it so is. But bad like, I mean, you know, so you absolutely know that you know Garrett Smythe could catch a touchdown, and uh, Malcolm Brown can rush in a touchdown, and you know, all of a sudden, uh, the Dolphins only score 24 points, and two of the touchdowns went to Smythe and uh, Malcolm Brown. And at that point, you're like, well, none of the guys get there in DFS because you know they got random random shit happening. So. That's what I'm going to hope for, you know, like they there's I think they're still going to score points and I'm just going to pray that, you know, random stuff happens. Um, I mean, we saw it with the Chiefs, right? I mean, Burton fullback scored scored the first touchdown of the game. Everybody's like, who? Who's this guy? So, like, you know, that's I mean, anything can happen, man. And it's a 41 total. So uh, I'm out. I'm just going to be out on the Dolphins. and, And if they burn me, that's fine. So be it. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah. Okay. So I guess I, that's pretty much, unless you have anybody else to talk about, let's jump over to wide receiver. Yeah, I'm good to hop to wide receiver. So wide receiver is a little bit more plentiful. And I think that what we're going to, I think we could end up seeing a lot of people paying down at running back, paying up at wide receiver, which makes sense because you have Devontae Adams at 8,900, Debo at 8,200, Steph Diggs at 7,700, Deontay at 7,500, CD Lamb at 7,400, Jamar Chase at 7,100. And then you got, uh, nope, nope, nope. You just got to keep scrolling down to get past all the IRs and COVIDs. And uh, T. Higgins at 6,500. Amari Cooper at 6,400. Brandon Ayuk at 6,300. DJ Moore at 6K. Chase Claypool at 5,900. Marquise Brown at 5,900. Brandon Cooks at 5,800. Russell Gage at 5,800. And then Michael Gallup at 55. Julio's 54. Judy's 54. Galladay's 53. Kirk's 53. I'm going to say Browns 52 and then uh, Rashad Bateman's 5K along with James Crowder, right? So that, that, that's kind of the guys. Um, in terms of the pay-up options at wide receiver, who do you have the most interest in? Devontae Adams. Yes. Okay. And, and for me, it's not really close. I think that, I mean, Rodgers is going to shred this Baltimore pass defense. Um, they, they've, they're they just they're decimated with injuries across the board at, at cornerback. They're a pass funnel as it is, even with those guys playing. Devontae Adams, we haven't really seen the 40-point game, but this might be one of them. Yes. Uh, no, I there's no yeah. I there's no argument for me here. Um at eighty nine hundred, uh yeah. Is there so because the two guys that I have really a lot of interest in is Stefan Diggs at seventy seven hundred, but he's gonna be pretty chalky, and then Deontay at seventy five hundred. I absolutely love Deontay at seventy five hundred. I love the other Steeler wide receiver. He like Chase Claypool. I love Claypool. He's got nine, eight, and nine targets in three of his last four. And he's had eight double-digit fantasy point games this year. And he's only scored one touchdown. So if you start adding one or two touchdowns, I mean, and Claypool is, I mean, we know that he can score touchdowns. He scored a shit ton of them last year. Uh, and he's fine. You know, he's the, the volume is starting to get there. Uh, and and I, he can burn this Tennessee pass defense. Uh, that's one, and that's one of the closest spreads of the week. Like we've got some, you know, some blowout projections, a lot of seven to ten point 
uh, even 13 point favorites. And then that, that spread is only a one point spread. So there may be a little bit of a back and forth there. And with everybody playing Deontay Johnson uh, at 20% ownership, Claypool is projecting under 5%. Um, if he scores a touchdown, man, I think he gets you 20 to 25 DraftKings points and will be on the optimal team because he's under 6K as well. Yeah, he's been such a hard guy to project this year because uh, he hasn't scored. He scored one touchdown all year. One touchdown. And him and, and, ben, and look at his game logs. He's still putting up double-digit points on, on most games. So you start adding in touch, uh, like you add in one or two touchdowns to those games, and you're starting to get into the twenty point, twenty to twenty five point range most weeks. For sure, uh, he's but he's also one more dumb dumb decision away from <laughs> yeah. This, this, and that's why you know, that's fine. I'll, I I I will just take uh, his four percent projected ownership and and hope that that doesn't happen. Well, we'll see, Ryan. Who who are you on this week? Ryan Will, you know, love to see you in the chat. Would rather have you on the show, you know, but uh, it is what it is, you know. Hopefully you enjoyed the the new Spider-Man movie today. No spoilers here. Oh, he did. We talked about it. Yeah, because okay. I, I saw it as well. He, he definitely enjoyed it. Highly well, recommend that if you're into those, those movies. So who are you on? Who would you rather play, Ryan? Deontay or Claypool? Let me know. Let us know in the in the, in the chat. It's also worth noting, Ryan, that Deontay is uh, 7,500. and Yeah, there's a huge difference. In he's projecting as the third highest known wide receiver on DraftKings at 20%. And Claypool is coming in at 4%, and he is 5,900. So $1,600 cheaper and 16% less. I, don't get me wrong. I, I, I like Claypool this week, so I, I don't I don't hate that whatsoever. And I think it is good leverage off of Deontay Johnson. It's just hard to get away from. I still think you can make a case that Deontay Johnson deserves to be more expensive than 7,500. Oh, a, absolutely. It's not a amount of targets he sees. I mean, yeah. you have to go back to week nine the last time he has not seen double-digit targets. He only yeah. has two games this year that he only that he doesn't have double-digit targets targets I oh mean, i'm not knocking deontay no no I, I totally get what you're saying you know looking for leverage you know and yeah. you know and how much he's gonna be owned no doubt but it's just it's just I, it's hard not to feel like he's a value at the price oh he's got he's got probably the second highest floor on the slate behind Devontae adams yeah because i mean he's he's gonna get you he's he's scored one 30 point dk game in his career, but he pretty much goes for 17 points every single week. Yeah, so he's, volume. he's a lock for pretty much 17 to 24 and he's never going to get more than that. Rarely. Yeah. But um, on this but slate, I, I mean, that's, that's perfectly fine. I, I also really love Stefan Diggs, And one of his problems this year was he wasn't seeing the, the ridiculous amount of targets that he was last year uh, on, on a per game basis. Anyways, but Emmanuel Sanders is gone. He's out. Gabriel Davis is obviously will step up, you know, and be that number three wide receiver. But last week, where he saw thirteen targets in that game, like Stephon Diggs, uh, obviously has an incredibly high ceiling as well. Though we haven't really seen it much this year. He only has what three games this year? Four games? This yeah, four games over twenty DK points. Week twelve against New Orleans. Week ten against the Jets. Week six against Tennessee and then week four against Houston. Other than that, he's been under, 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 uh, under that. 
But at 7,700, a game against Carolina at home, this they have to get this passing offense back on track, right? They still have no running back to speak of. They have no running game to speak of. So they're going to continue to have to throw the ball. You know, it doesn't matter to me in this game that they are probably going to be the favorites and they're probably going to be able to win this game easily because they just don't have anybody to run the ball outside of the quarterback that they have that is hurt. And so I highly doubt they're going to be asking Josh Allen to be running around and, and and utilizing him in that way in this game. I just don't see it happening. I think you ask him to be a little bit more of a pocket passer and, and sit back there and, you know, and make throws because he is very borderline of, of you know, really having a, a pretty uh, bad ankle injury. I'm actually surprised he's playing this week, but uh, he was able to get into practice this week and, you know, he has no injury designation heading in, but that injury did not look great. But so Stefan Diggs at 7,700, that's too cheap for him as well, in my opinion. So I think those two wide receivers, I think, really stand out to me. Now, they also, there's a good reason why they are chalk, right? And that's why they are, uh, everybody's wanting to get to them. But I'm going to take a stand on one of them, and I'm probably going to go over the field on them. I mean, I'm not going to knock you for it. I'm just personally going to play Adams myself, and I probably won't be able to play both. Yeah, well, and you know, Adams is what twelve hundred and fourteen hundred dollars more expensive. Yep. But I digress. Um, okay, so let's move down past all this. You know, get past all the other guys that either are on the slate or so. Let's get down to the, kind of the middle tier. You've already talked about Chase Claypool. I think he makes a lot of sense at fifty nine hundred. You know, we have Brandon Cooks at fifty eight hundred against Jacksonville. You know, he's obviously the you know the main target there, 11 targets last week, you know, eight for one-on-one just didn't find the end zone. It's kind of been his biggest problem this year is hasn't really been able to find the end zone on a consistent basis, but he's he always is seeing a lot of targets. Russell Gage continues to see a lot of targets, 5,800. Am I crazy for liking Julio this week at 5,400? I liked him last week. So no, you're not. <laughs> We've seen this Pittsburgh past, uh, past defense has just been not good. They've been wrecked by injury and uh, so I think Julio Jones at 5,400 in a game that I just don't think they're going to be able to run the ball like they typically want to. Uh, you know, last week he came back from from injury, 46% of the snaps, only was targeted six times, but it was a 20 to nothing. You know, they had that game in, in complete hand. He does not have – he only has one game all year with 20 points. 21.8 against Seattle. You're at six for 128. That's it. He does not have a touchdown yet on the season either, but he's also missed a lot of time. But at 5,400, the ceiling is still there for Julio Jones, and I think he can get on top of that number. Yeah, I absolutely think that, you know, Julio's got 20-plus point upside uh, here. I am not going to disagree with that one. All right, so let's move down to the the cheaper uh, wide receivers. And who down here do you have a lot of interest in? We have Christian Kirk at 5,300, Amon Ross St. Brown at 5,200, Rashad Bateman with the resurgence of 5K, uh, AJ Green 4,900, Tyler Boyd's 4,900, Cole Beasley's 4,800. But all these wide receivers, Marvin Jones is only 4,600, uh, Visca Chadult's 4,300. And then, of course, the the mega chalk of Devontae Parker at 4,300. <laughs> Who who are you going after this week? Who who do you who do you like down here in the lower end? Uh, I really like the 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 two Packers guys. Uh, assuming MVS plays, uh, we've talked about you know how good of a spot Aaron Rodgers is in. So it's really hard, you know, despite liking Adams a ton, it's really hard not liking uh, Lazard at four K and MVS at forty nine hundred. Uh, two guys sub five K there, and, and you know gets you good exposure. 
cheap exposure to that Green Bay passing attack with no Randall Cobb there. So those that I mean that should be the the three guys that are the main pass catchers in what we are projecting. You know, a game where the Packers should look to throw more than they run because of the matchup. Uh, so I mean, Adams, MVS, and Lazard are those are three guys that I have heavy interest in this week. Yeah, um, I, I do think Christian Kirk, I do like him at 5,300. I think that is too cheap for the upside that he brings against Detroit. There is nobody in that secondary that, that worries me whatsoever. DeAndre Hopkins is gone. Um, and so he's coming off of a, kind of a poor game. They didn't really get him all that involved last week. He was still targeted six times. I guess he'd have three for 86. I guess he wasn't terrible. But, um, but I think with DeAndre Hopkins out, I think he slides back into being – you know, on the, uh, the outside and you see him more involved. And so Christian Kirk is a, you know, big play waiting to happen. So I do like Christian Kirk at 5,300, but if I'm going to pay down at wide receiver, I've already talked about the Jaguars wide receivers. I like Marvin Jones at 4,600. I like LaVisca Chenault at 4,300. I think that, I think both of them could be really solid leverage off of De- Devontae Parker. Um, Devontae Parker could go sideways here. You know, I mean, Devontae Parker could go five or, you know, four for 80, and, and, which is fine. But that's not going to be enough that's going to get, especially with everybody playing them. That's not, that's not enough to get you into a winning lineup, you know? Um, and so I think there is some concern there. But in terms of the cheap wide receivers, Gabriel Davis at 3,700 against Carolina, it's not a great matchup. They do have a really good secondary. They're uh, definitely a, more of a run funnel on, on the season where they uh, they are currently sixth in pass DVOA, but 21st in rush DVOA. Wait, so that makes you like Diggs? Well, it's Stephon Diggs, and he's going to see <laughs> plus targets. I'm just messing. I don't mind Gabriel Davis at 3,700 at all. Like that's not what that's not. Yeah. Point. It's just it's just it's not a smash matchup. I feel like he way. could end up getting somewhat popular too because people always want the shiny new toy of oh this you know Emmanuel Sanders is out who's gonna you know who's gonna get on the field for him and who's cheap. And then, you know, they see 3,700 and Davis scored a touchdown last week. And I don't know. I feel like he's not going to be mega chalk like Devontae Parker, but I feel like he could be semi popular. Yes. But this is where I reach into my pocket and I pull out somebody else that's cheaper than him and that's all more targets than him, that's in a better game script than him, that's in a better matchup than him. And that's Nico Collins at, at, at 3,500 for Houston. T- targeted 10 times last week, five receptions, 69 yards, did not find the end zone, hasn't scored yet this year. They're also looking like Brevin Jordan may not play. They're missing a lot of wide receivers in, there, in that room as well between him and Brandon Cooks. And, you know, we saw Davis Mills come in and really target Nico Collins a lot. And this is a match between the Jaguars. It doesn't really worry me that much. So if you're wanting to pay down at wide receivers and get a little bit of leverage, because I do think Gabriel Davis Dude, is going to carry I some can- ownership. I can see it now. Davis Mills, Nico Collins, Brandon Cooks is going to be the Millie winning team tomorrow. <laughs> with a run back, with a run back, LaVisca Chenault. Just... Yeah, that or, that or James Robinson. Yes. Or Marvin Jones. I mean, any of them, really. This is where we're at. This is where we are at. The freaking week. Houston Texans stack is going to win the Millie tomorrow. But I do. I mean, at $3,500. Yeah, no, I, I don't. Targets. Not, I'm not going to argue against that. I like Cooks a lot myself, but, I mean, Collins 3,500. Yeah. Well, you only saw one less target than Rand Cooks, so. So, I mean, that, that's that's kind of where I, I'm coming in at, you know, outside of game stacks, guys, that, I, that I'm going to have some interest in, you know. Um, other than that, 
I don't I don't really have anybody else at wide receiver that like just ultimately stands out to me that like of players that you just have to play or even take a look at. Yeah, same here. So let's go ahead and jump over to tight end. We got George Kittle at 7,500, Mark Andrews at 6,400, Kyle Pitts at 5,500, Zach Ertz, who is questionable, at 5,400. And then you have uh, Dawson Knox at 5,100, Gesicki at 5K, Dalton Schultz at 49, Fryer Muth at 45, Noah Fan at 44, Albert O's 3,300, and then you've got a bunch of the cheap guys, right? So at tight end, what are we doing this week? Because it feels like really you should just pay up a tight end. Yeah, I'm gonna just gonna same same exact reason I played Mark Andrews last week. I'm gonna play him again this week. I mean, the guy has you know been one of the highest volume pass catchers in the NFL over the last five weeks. Uh, 11, 9, 10, 10, and eight targets over the last five. And it's also worth noting that in week eleven, when uh, Huntley got the start, Andrews got ten targets. And last week, Huntley pretty much played the entire entire game, and Andrews got 11 targets. So Huntley has really took a liking to Mark Andrews, uh, and he has produced in both of those games. Uh, we saw him absolutely smash last week, 115 yards on 11 catches. Uh, it's pretty ridiculous. So uh, 6,400 for a guy who is pretty much a lock to get me 15 fantasy points at tight end. That's you know generally a, a very miserable position. Um, and the other, I mean, the only other guy up top that, you know, you feel generally good about playing is Kittle. And I just don't think they need to utilize Kittle a ton here against Atlanta. Uh, especially like if they're controlling that game, Kittle may end up with like three catches for 28 yards and no touchdowns. Uh, whereas Andrews, I think for Baltimore to have any success, Andrews is going to have to have a big game and, you know, they could be playing that game from behind the whole time, just like they were last week against Cleveland. So yeah, I'm not. I think Andrews uh, paying up. Uh, I think Dawson Knox is a little interesting just because of his touchdown equity. And like you said, with no Emmanuel Sanders, uh, maybe he gets a slight boost uh, to, to volume there. But I mean, Sanders is only getting like five targets a game anyway. So it's not like we need to, you know, expect these guys to get massive boosts across the board. Uh, and that, you know, that game too is a game that, you know, they Buffalo could just control the entire time and, uh, if Dawson Knox doesn't get you a touchdown, you're kind of screwed there. So, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. You can take us dump, dumpster diving. You're usually, you know, you've been nailing the Brevin Jordan calls all year uh, so far. But, I mean, for me, I I just – I really am just going to keep riding this Mark Andrews train until the until the wheels fall off. So, I'm so sad that Brevin Jordan, who's still <laughs> $2,700, is questionable. Uh, he's got a – I think it's a hand injury. Um yeah, he got in limited practice Wednesday and Thursday, but then missed Friday. But uh, so we'll see on him. But he's man, he was targeted seven times last week. Four catches, twenty six yards at a tutty. Love to see it. But all over the Brevin Jordan bandwagon. Um, you know, so we we saw I saw it coming, and uh, you know, not that he had you know explosion, but for somebody that was twenty five k, you know, bare minimum, if you can get twelve points out of him, you'll take that all day. And so. There's not really anybody that stands out to me. <laughs> like I'm like, of course, of course, we want to stack the Jags, or at least I do, and I can't stack them with Dan Arnold. You know, <laughs> right? The sweet baby, sweet sweet baby angel Dan Arnold on on IR pouring out for the homie. But yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree. I mean, I, th- I think in a game stack, you know, I think you know, outside of game stacks, I you know, it's going to be Mark Andrews. I think Kyle Pitts. 
you know, has some upside, but, you know, I think very low, low floor and paying that up for him. Pat Fryermuth at 4,500 against Tennessee. Like the very best matchups that we have, like in terms of like targeting tight ends, none of them are on the slate. Like Philly, not on the slate. Chargers, not on the slate. Raiders, not on the slate. Colts, not on the slate. Ravens are, but then can you trust Josiah DeGura? Right? And then you have Seattle, not on the slate. The Bucks, not on the slate. The Browns, not on the slate. Chiefs, not on the slate. Which is like why everybody's going to play Gesicki. for tight ends are just not on the slate. Yeah. That's why Gesicki's going to come in and very, very, very popular. And I'm just going to play market interest instead. Yeah, it was much like last week. Everybody was going after, was going for Kelsey, even though that Mark yep. Andrews was cheaper. Yep. And nobody wanted to play him. So... Yeah, I mean, that's kind of where I stand at tight end. Like, I don't think there's, like, you know, again, like, if you're in a game stack and you want to, you know, throw in Joseph Degura, I think you could. Baltimore's been terrible against tight ends. Losing Marlon Humphrey, uh, you know, hurts that because they, that's something that they do a lot with putting him on the tight end. He could, you know, they don't no longer have that. So, in a game stack, he's only 2,700. You could do that. If Brevin Jordan's able to play, uh, I would have some interest. He's only 2,800, like I talked about. But I just... I don't think it's it's a it's a need. I mean, Evan Ingram's only thirty one hundred, but I mean he hasn't been able to get there. Houston's been really bad against tight ends. James O'Shaughnessy has seen you know a decent amount of targets over the last few weeks. Twelve week twelve, we saw five, six in week thirteen, and six in week fourteen against Tennessee. But he has not scored a touchdown in any of those games, and really doesn't do much through the air either. It's just it's more of just a you know short dump off passes to him. So. Other than that, like that's kind of where I come in at tight end. Uh, so I think it's pretty straightforward. So let's jump over to defense where I don't know you, but I'm pretty sure I'll be paying down like always. But you have the Cardinals at 4K, the Dolphins at 3,700, Cowboys at 36, the Packers at 31 or 33, the 49ers at 31, the Bills at 3K, at 3,100, the Titans are 3K. You go down to the bottom and you have the Panthers at 2,400 against Buffalo. 2,400 Lions, the Jets are 2,500, the Ravens are 2,500, then you have the Giants at 26, the Falcons at 27, the Jaguars at 28, and the Texans at 28, which is interesting. They're both, you know, a little bit more up there. But anyways, who what are, who are you playing for? Or who are you paying down for this week? Uh, I kind of mentioned, you know, briefly when we talked about running backs, but I like the 49ers D uh, at home against Atlanta as nine-point favorites. Um, it's a great pairing. If I'm playing Jeff Wilson, it's a great mini stack there. And Buffalo is going to be the highest zone defense. Absolutely. At home against Carolina and they're 3,100, same exact price. So I really like, uh, San Francisco as a pivot off of Buffalo. Uh, I can't, I don't, I just can't really get excited about any of these super low dollar ones. Like we normally, uh, do like, I guess maybe you could play the jets as leverage off of all the Miami chalk in a 41 point total. It's not the craziest thing in the world. So they're interesting at 2,500, but outside of that, it's uh Buffalo would be my obvious pick, but because we have to factor in ownerships, I'm not going to play them. And then, so the pivots for me would be San Francisco and then Pittsburgh at home against Tennessee. How dare you? How dare you all year? You've been team Carolina Panthers, and now they're the the nut minimum of $2,400. You're going to jump off the bandwagon. I am on the bandwagon of the Carolina Panthers. I'm going to smash some Carolina Panthers in this week. They are number one in adjusted sack rate. You have an 
a, a quarterback who is probably not going to be running very much with a bum ankle, and he's got to sit back in that pocket. That 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 Bills D or that Bills offensive line is trash. It, it is so bad. That's why Josh Allen was running for his life all in the, <laughs> these last couple of weeks. And Josh Allen, you know, has not looked like the same Josh Allen that you know we saw last year. Is very capable of throwing some interceptions at twenty four hundred dollars. Give me all of that. You're not so, wrong. I'm going right back to the well of the Carolina Panthers at $2,400. They have no running it. game to speak of. They're going to have to throw the ball a ton. It lends itself to a lot of turnover opportunity, pick sixes. You know, it was right there for you. I thought, I was like, oh, I'm just going to give an easy one. It's like a little bit of front toss. You know, I'm standing right in front of you, a little front toss, BP, <laughs> you know, for you to crush a homer. And you just, you just, you just hit a single. Uh, I, I just, you know, breakaway layup. And I just, you just laid I a bunt. I break the sack bunt right down yeah. the uh, third base line. That's all, that's all you do. No, that's that's all right. We now, yeah, we definitely love Carolina defense on this show. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's just because it's a road game in Buffalo. Um, but I mean, they're all low totals across the board this week. Uh, but they're one of the biggest underdogs on the board as well. So uh, Buffalo's got one of the higher Vegas implied totals. Um, but yeah, I mean, they get pressure on the quarterback, and if if Allen is you know, gimpy and can't really escape the pocket as well as he normally can, then that's definitely, you know, a boost to the Carolina defense. And we we know that Allen can make mistakes from the pocket as well, throwing the ball downfield. So I don't hate it. All right. Well, that is that is it. That is the week 15 breakdown. But we can't go anywhere until we build this lineup, of course. Uh, we're not going – and this is going to be a fun one. This will be a fun one. So, I'm going to start things off this week. Please pick quarterback so I don't have to. All right. Fuck it. We're going Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> All right. Uh, the run back will be Brandon Cooks. We're going to go LaVisca. This is a nice old cheap stack we got going here. Uh, Devontae Adams, por favor. Tight end, Mark Andrews. Little mini stack. Uh, Jeff Wilson. No. 5K, Jeff Wilson. Oh, my God. We are 100 off from the perfect build. Which is what? Uh, It would be Michael Carter running back, Deontay Johnson in the flex, and Panthers defense. But you can't get – you can't go 100 cheaper on any of that. But we can play Claypool and then pay up for more running back than Carter. Okay, so where's he at? 5,900. Take him out. So that leaves 60. Oh, son of a bitch. I tell you what. I think we there's a, something we can make work here. Doing a couple clicks. Yep, it works. Okay, you're going to like this. Uh, change Jeff Wilson to Michael Carter. Okay. You've, you've got Claypool in the flex already, right? Yeah. Uh, Barkley as the other running back. And Panthers D slots right in at 2,400. This is absolutely gross, but hey, it is, it is, <laughs> it is, it is week 15. We have nothing left. We have Trevor Lawrence at quarterback, Michael Carter, Saquon, Brandon Cooks. LaVisca Chenault, Chase Claypool, Mark Andrews, Devontae Adams, Panthers D, 
That is a fucking Millie Maker winning lineup right there if I've ever seen one. Hell yeah. Trevor Lawrence. Who would have thought we'd be going to Trevor Lawrence with a game stacking Jacksonville against Houston with Michael Carter? I mean, this is this is fantastic. So this is the lineup. We're locking this son of a bitch in. And it's just gonna we're just gonna watch it rain tomorrow with 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 this lineup. Once we win the Millie, we're buying all those jerseys. And we, we, we're we buying the whole know. squad. We're not just we buying the, one. We might be the only jersey sales for all of those players. This year. <laughs> oh man! Very, very well, very well could be possible. I don't know how we're gonna buy a. Pan- I guess we could pick somebody on the Panthers, Brian Burns or something. Gilmore, if he is he is he active? I can't remember if he's healthy. Yeah, or not. we could buy a JC Horn, even though he's out, but even though he's not playing, but he's a he was he was baller before he got hurt. Anyway. Let's hope week 16 is better. Can we hope week 16 is better than this? Hopefully we don't have the same uh, COVID issues next week, you know, because this week is... What, uh, speaking of week 16, is there are we is there any schedule adjustment we need to discuss with the people, or are we planning on... Because Thursday's, uh, Thursday's the 23rd, right? Yeah, it's not Christmas Eve, I figured. Okay. Yeah, I should be available. I should be good to go on Thursday, then. And I will say this: next week's slate, at least as at least as of right now, looks a lot better than this week's slate. Because right next week's slate, you have you're going to get the Bucks and Panthers, which you know it's okay. But at least you have the Bucks on the main slate. We're gonna. Have, oh man, we might be able to go Jacksonville two weeks in a row. Jacksonville plays the Jets next week, so we're just gonna we could game stack that up again. We got the Lions and Falcons. That's that's a good one. But we got the Chargers and Titans. Then you got the Seahawks and Bears. Then you have the Chiefs back on the main slate. So it looks a little bit better. There's got to be some better yeah. games here than the, what this just was, right? Yeah. Well, he does just threw up a team that he just built. Uh, Huntley, Aaron Jones, Barkley, Adams, Cooks, Marvin Jones, Mark Andrews, Albert Wilson, and Panthers D. And I think that's a very interesting lineup that I like that a lot. We didn't Albert Wilson, we didn't really hit on him much, but um, he's definitely very interesting with Jalen Waddle out. Burt, hey, you will never talk me out of Burt Wilson. I love that man. I'm so I'm so mad the Chiefs ever got rid of him. He was he was the man back in the day. Old Burt. Old Burt. Yeah. So oh, and we also have the Rams Vikings, which that could be really good too. Yep. So, anyways, let's get through this week, week 15. You know, we're heading we're 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 you know, we're gonna get through this week. Next week we have Christmas. Uh we should be back Thursday. It's not, you know, New Year's Eve or anything like or not New Year's Eve. It's not, you know, Christmas Eve or anything like that. So we should be good to go. Cause you're not you're not you're not busy, right? You should be available, right? No, I should yeah, I'm good. But so yeah, I'll I'll be good to go for Thursday night. So we'll be able to get that in on Thursday night. And that yes, slate hopefully looks a lot better. Hopefully we don't have all this COVID stuff. Hopefully we're a little bit behind yeah. us. Uh, and uh, we don't have a lot of games that move. So because next it sounds week, like we should be getting less COVID stuff because of the, all the policy changes they're implementing to get yeah. rid of all this uh, rescheduling and whatnot. So I'm hoping I sure do hope so. And other than that, I hope everybody that's uh, that is playing in season long. I hope that you guys are able to, you know, move advance this week. If you're in the playoffs, keep it, keep it moving. If you are somebody who is just now getting into, because this is also a great time where you see a lot of people that maybe have got kicked out of their season long leagues. They're so want to play some fancy football, you know, jump in and play some DFS. So if you do, and you're one of those people, you're not, you know, somebody you don't play a ton of DFS, go ahead and jump into our, our discord link will be in the description. 
whether it's on this is you're listening to this through podcasts or you're listening to this through the show it'll be in the description where you can absolutely jump in and you know ask questions you know we can talk about whatever we have redraft dynasty dfs debbie pretty much player props everything you want in there absolutely free cost you absolutely nothing you know all of us are in there me and maddie are in there ryan williams is in there the goat the man uh, or actually, I shouldn't say that because I don't know if Ryan's allowed to be in there, you know, because it's DraftKings and, you know, I don't know how that works legally, you know, with his with his employer. So I shouldn't be bringing that up. So anyways, with that being said, I hope everybody has an excellent week. We will see you guys again right before Christmas. I hope, uh, you know, maybe you can get some extra cash in your pocket this week. You know, get a little bit different, get a little bit crazy because we do have Christmas coming up. Be able to buy some presents right before the holidays come. I appreciate everybody checking it out. I appreciate everybody rocking with us. We will catch you on the next one. Let's win that money. And as, as always, like we always say, because Ryan's not here, we out! We out! You know who you're talking to? Big man, <laughs> treat you like you're a little man. Tell me what to do You know who you're talking to Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.